it was insane and i would actually have to do enemas i would i couldn't actually go to the restroom so i would have to do enemas to force myself to have a bowel movement because i developed a thing called gastroparesis which is paralysis of the stomach so basically my stomach muscles stopped working stopped contracting and so food would sit in my stomach and rot and then i would every every couple of seconds this is was crazy every couple seconds i would burp up a rotten egg smell and it was the food that was rotting it was not able to actually move down my digestive tract and the only way it could move down was to actually eat more food to push it down and i felt full all the time Welcome back to the Ancient Health Podcast, where we educate you on real health solutions that will help transform the way you live, feel, and overcome disease naturally. I'm your host, Courtney Versage, along with Dr. Josh Axe and Dr. Chris Motley. We're so happy you've joined us. Let's dive into today's episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. You're listening to the Ancient Health Podcast. I'm your host, Courtney. I'm here with Dr. Motley, and I love it when we get to interview friends of the pod and the fam. This is a friend of ours, Bethany Cameron. We love her. I love her so much. I'm thrilled to have her on today. And I know you're going to learn so much. And what I love the most about her is that she lives her life in the most authentic way. So the ups, the downs, what she's learning, everything in real time in her life. And there's no fake facade or, I don't know, like this idea that she's got it all figured out. But she knows so much because she lives her life in such a way that's congruent with her values. And so we love that. And Bethany, I'm so excited for you to be here. If you, okay, so here's the deal on Bethany. Her Instagram is a little sipper. So if, you, if you're like, maybe she sounds familiar, you probably follow her and her amazing recipes. She gets me all the time with all the visuals of everything she's making in her kitchen. And I'm hungry thinking about it, but Bethany, <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so happy to have you here. Oh, thank you so much, Courtney and Dr. Motley for having me on your podcast. I'm been, it's been a huge, uh, it's been a long journey and I'm a huge fan and uh, it was great to have you on my podcast and now I am just honored to be on yours. So we it's are really, journey. really happy to be here because me and Courtney were talking about how much we think of you and literally the people out there listening about your authenticity. So we really mean that from the bottom of our hearts and everybody that's watching your, your, your posts and your feeds, it's like the work you put into it. But before I even start, like there's times like we work a lot of people on a lot of people here in the office and their food sensitivities are so overwhelming to their body and they are literally stuck. So some people just think, oh, well, you just have a food sensitivity. I'm like, no, there's a lot of emotions in that. Mm. There is an emotional fatigue. There's an emotional block. Like, what do I eat when I go out? And when you see people out there that just say, well, I guess I'm stuck, but you give them open doorways. And I'm not kidding. Like when people say, oh, I can have something that's similar to such and such type of food and you actually found a way to cook it. I mean, kudos to you. So thank you again for joining us. So everybody check her feet out. Oh, thank you so much, Dr. Motley. Yeah, it's it's really fun to get creative in the kitchen and just to really explore the options that are out there because I can relate and I know a lot of people can that being so restricted with food it really can be um, not just hard on your body, like physically, but it's emotionally, it's hard. And you can really get discouraged by, man, do I like have to live like this forever? And hopefully they don't. But, you know, just to give them at least a, a temporary joy from having a quote bread option that's really not bread is really fun. Oh, yeah. I love that. I love a good carb swap. Coming from a carb-loving girl myself. <laughs> Carbalicious. Yes, a gluten-free carb swap. So, I, okay, well, I think we got to take it back because those of you that are not familiar with Bethany's story, her testimony is incredible, and I want to make sure that you get to share that because it's re truly remarkable what you've overcome, what you've learned about your body, and how you've learned to help your body heal through some pretty pretty remarkable obstacles. So can you give us your background and your story, what you've learned about yourself and your body? And we'll just, we'll, we'll let it go from there. 
Yeah. So for anyone that is not familiar with my story, so um, my page, I focus a lot on gut health because that is basically what I struggled with for many, many years back in my early 20s. And I'm 34 now. And what was going on was a slow progression. I um, so I got to I got married uh, at 20. So I got married very uh, young and that was a really quick marriage and then uh, my husband left me we got oh, divorced and I, I I say this because I mean it was a blessing in disguise first of all but at the time obviously it was a very traumatic experience and so right after that is really when I noticed my health starting to go downhill right after my husband left me I really started to get into the gym and really like quote do like a lot of self-improvement i got breast implants i started working out um and i really enjoyed it for a really long time and i did but in the whole gym uh quote gym aspect you start eating more protein powders and protein bars and like going into the whole quote fitness food all of those foods really started just messing up my gut but i just didn't know that was really the issue again i had also gotten breast implants around the same time so i think there were a lot of different factors that happened at once that really made for just um, a disaster for my gut and so again i was under stress i uh, actually had to quit everything I was doing to try and find a full-time job because, you know, now I had to support myself and that whole route. And I started getting just the typical symptoms like anyone else, like some cramping, some bloating, and then I would get diarrhea. I would also get constipation. So it wasn't one or the other. I was getting both. And, um, and then I started to bloat really, really badly. And I, it got so bad that I actually had to quit my job that I actually was very successful in because I just could not hold a job. I was calling out sick like three times a week. And I was like, this is not, this is not good. And, um, I was starting to get bad. I was losing weight, um, unintentionally obviously i was eating surprisingly i was eating a lot but in the bathroom i feel like your listeners are are really um they can take this but in the bathroom like i was just passing food whole like i literally would would see like a piece of broccoli and it would be in the toilet and just undigested and dr motley maybe you're uh familiar with this but i would have so much mucus in my stool where all I would pass, like there would actually be no stool, but just mucus. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, it, and I was like, is this, it looked like jellyfish. I was like, what in the world is happening? Oh, no, like, and when you have that and keep going, but I, I remember I was, it's amazing that when you have that kind of gelatinous uh, experience, because I just had a patient that messaged me from England and um, she said, Hey doc, she goes, something's going on. I literally have something that looks like uh, gelatin. It looks like marmalade coming out of my body right now. She said for the last four years, she's been so sick. We started to work on it and she goes, stuff's coming out. I was like it's the gallbladder when that mucus and that stuff gets so built up and you have bile in your colon that's been backed up and now it's coming out. So yes, go ahead. I, I didn't want to interrupt yeah. it. I know it's, it's marmalade basically. Yes. It was insane. And I would actually have to do enemas. I would, I couldn't actually go to the restroom. So I would have to do enemas to force myself to have a bowel movement because I developed a thing called gastroparesis, which is paralysis of the stomach. So basically my stomach muscles stopped working, stopped contracting. And so food would sit in my stomach and rot. And then I would, every every couple of seconds, this is what's crazy, every couple of seconds, I would burp up a rotten egg smell and it was the food that was rotting. It was not able to actually move down my digestive tract. And the only way it could move down was to actually eat more food to push it down. And I felt full all the time. Again, 
it, it, the only way I could have a bowel movement was to do these enemas. And then I would even do um, colonics once a week just to give myself relief. And my mother would come with me and God bless her heart. I mean, it was like a really, really tough time. I kept losing weight. I got down to, I mean, I think I got down to like 80 pounds and I'm five, seven. So I'm a pretty tall girl and it was just skin and bones. And I, I went from doctor to doctor. Obviously, we went to like specialists, Cedar Sinai, like top of the top here. And they're like, okay, well, yeah, you have like gastroparesis. Um, you obviously have, you know, maybe these infections. You maybe have some parasites, which I did actually have parasites at the same time in the whole process of the enemas. Um, actually a long worm came out of me and I have a photo of it. I saved it because I was just like, yeah, I got it, you know, but um, I mean, there were so many different factors going on at once. And I feel like that's um, a huge reason why my case was so severe was because it wasn't just parasites. It wasn't just gastroparesis. It was like a multitude of things. And so long story short is I had a family friend and um, he's a holistic doctor. And I knew him since I was um, younger. So I contacted him. I said, look, doctors, they really don't know what to do. I had one doctor actually turn me away. He's like, I'm sorry, I can't help you go see someone else. And so um, they had given me some medication to try and just like help. And I think I took it for maybe a day and a half. And I had a horrible reaction to it. I could not take it at all. So we were kind of back to square one, like, okay, what do we do? I can't just stop eating. And uh, I was almost at the point where I'm like, do I, do I do a feeding tube? Like, what, what do we do? So before that, I contacted the holistic doctor that I, I knew. And he was like, okay, like, I'm, I'm ready to take your case, but you're going to have to really be under my wing here. And so uh, in nine months, I was able to actually gain healthy weight back. Um, and I was able to digest food again and everything that I learned from him and I still implement today. I mean, this was like over seven years ago. Um, it was stripping a lot of things from my diet that I thought were helping me. And I, I feel like a lot of people in today's society feel like they are consuming things that are helping them, but are actually doing the opposite and causing them harm. And so I was in that category of, I was just being blindsided. So obviously removing those foods and also implementing healing foods and not just implementing those foods. And we could talk about this maybe a little bit you know, later too, but it was the preparation of these foods. It was also how I, um, how I ate them. So it wasn't just, oh, this is how you prep it. But look, this is how you eat these foods. You know, you have to eat maybe a little bit every couple hours instead of just eating ground meat, puree your meat. And I had to puree my meat until it was like a paste, basically like a spreadable thing you could put on toast and just to, to reintroduce all these different foods into my body so that it could digest. So I really had to treat my stomach like a newborn baby that was just being introduced to food for the first time. And, and that's what we have to do. And uh, lo and behold, I'm here and it worked, but you know, not to, to save you all the time and like all the details, but, um, but yeah, and that's, that's basically where I have really learned everything. And again, through all that, I wasn't working. So what did I do? I literally just researched and researched and researched for, months and months and I still do that today and seven years later I am just a research nerd mm -hmm. and uh you know it's um it's gotten me to to where I am today and again through all that that's kind of how Little Sipper came about because I was kind of documenting what I was doing just as a hobby mm -hmm. and it caught on because a lot of people were kind of in the same boat and you know and now I just share my, my recipes and just different alternatives and, you know, health tips and things that have helped me personally. And hopefully they've, they've been able to, you know, be a, a light and a help to others.
Where did the Little Sipper come from, the name? I love that. <laughs> so Little Sipper is actually a nickname that I got. My dad gave it to me when I was, I don't know, one oh, year oh. old or something like that, just because I was sipping on stuff. So. Because <laughs> <laughs> when I first saw your feed, I was like, I, I really, I mean, I knew we talked. I was like, Little Sipper. Because like my grandfather, um, he called me Jaybird um, uh, when I was a kid. So everybody in my family called me Jaybird. So I think like those things are so endearing, you know, like, and I, but it's not really endearing when he told me, he goes, you know why I call you Jaybird? And I, like, after the other year, he was like, granddad, why, why do you call me that? And he goes, he goes, cause you always ask questions. You're just like a little Jaybird. You just keep chirping, uh, chirping, 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 chirping. And so from that moment on in my life, I was like, I had to take a step back so I don't ask as many questions and keep kind of quiet. But yeah, but anyway, it's great. Little Sipper is great. Yeah. I love it. And I hated Little Sipper forever. And then finally, it kind of just grew on me. I'm like, I'm I'm not going to get away from this nickname. My dad just kept calling me that. And, uh, and it's funny because in my healing journey, smoothies were a huge part because I had to puree all of my food. Everything I ate had to be pureed. So I did a lot of smoothies. And so it's just kind of funny because you would def you would sip on a smoothie. So I don't know how that correlated, but it, somehow it did. <laughs> oh man, this is great. That's so cute. I actually was wondering the story behind that. That was a good question. Oh, I was thank curious. You. Thank you. Yeah, I, I was wondering that. Yes, yes. I like that. So what would you say, What at what point did you really feel like you knew this stuff was working, that the diet, that the changes, that you kind of started to turn the corner and started to heal because there's probably a time when you were starting some of this and thinking like, I don't know, like, is this going to work? Is this going to be enough to heal my body? I mean, you had like multiple things like irons mm. in the fire, breast implants and things like that yeah. too. And it's like, I know from experience too, similarly with gut infections and things like that, it was like, I just don't know how much it's going to take. Was there a time where you felt like you knew you turned the corner and you were onto something with diet, lifestyle, all the decisions you were making and you were like completely bought in, like I can do this, I can heal my body with food as medicine and the choices I'm making, you know, just day to day that this is actually going to work? Yeah, that's a good question, Courtney. So I would say... You know, the turning point was I, first of all, I wasn't burping every couple seconds. And that was huge because I would burp every few seconds, just a horrible sulfur smell. And so when that stopped, um, that was a huge turning point. And there was a, a little smoothie that I would make. I call it my digestive boost. And it's actually in my book called Digest This. And it's one of the first staples that I tell people to make is it's uh, papaya, mango, pineapple, and kiwi. And those four fruits, when you blend them together, it really helps um, your body to digest food. And you, you have got all these different enzymes in those four fruits. And so I would have about a half a cup of that every single day. And so that really helped with the burping. And so that's that was huge for me. Uh, another thing that kind of gave me encouragement, I could see things turn around was just, I was able to have a bowel movement without all that inflammation and the, that gummy uh, mucus and just have a bowel movement in general. Like I, mm. I didn't have to um, kind of administer a, an enema to have one, you know, and I was just able to do it on my own. I mean, that was huge for me. So um, little steps like that, that a lot of people can like just take for granted um, were were a huge encouragement. That's a good point, because I think people out there um, would say like the, the action of burping. And I know like when you say literally having sulfur burps that come up, I when was a time when you who were having the burping and you were having the digestive issues that you finally, I know you're seeing the mucus in your bowel movements, you're seeing the undigested food. And the reason I'm asking this is because I have a patient that when she comes in, we're working on parasitic infections, but there's still some forms of infections I suspect that are in the upper digestive system causing that gas release and damaging the lining. But what took it in you that you went, okay, there's something going on. I need to get this checked out. I mean, that's, I know we're going back a little bit because there's a lot of people out there that just think, you know, I, I'm just burping. It's not a big deal. You know, I have that and they're just like, no, there's, you need to go get that checked out. 
was, I mean, when you start, like, was it like a few months into it and you're like, I'm not digesting any of my foods or there's something coming to your heart and emotionally and you're just like, I know something's going on. Like I can feel my body. I'm talking with my body and something's out of alignment. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, no, it was, it was pretty quick. Like it, I mean, within a couple of days, I was like, this is not normal. Like, obviously it smelled horrible, but it's not normal to just keep burping every few seconds. And so I really nipped that in the butt or, you know, I, I tried to address it as quick as I, I could. Um, but you're right. A lot of people just think this is normal. This is just who I am. This is just how my body works. And it's not true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really cool that you even just said that the enzymes in the fruits that you were pureeing, how much of a difference it made just doing that one thing. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes when you're really compromised and weak, you've got to be really gentle and you have to take your time introducing things because you just can't come in with a sledgehammer and just start, you know, ripping everything apart in your body because it's so fragile. So even doing that one thing, it's like it started to move the needle for you. Mm -hmm. So what are the, some of the other healing foods? And I know that you talk about this in your cookbook, but what were some of the other go-tos for you when you were in that really tender state where your body was, it was very fragile. And so you had to kind of, you know, you, like you said, you had to process a lot of things like blending things and smoothies are really big, but what were some, what are some, you know, some foods that you're like, I know that these supporting a lot of people have digestive issues. Like, I mean, so many people, I feel like, is that, Dr. Molly, do you feel like that's like a number one complaint? Because I, I feel like most, there's a lot of people that are somewhere on the spectrum. Maybe they didn't get as severe as, you know, colitis or, you know, have really bad infections or whatever. But a lot of people have that bloating after meals and they're, they're just like they're not producing enough enzymes. They're really their guts really stressed and leaky. So that's a loaded question right there. No, I, I, I agree with you both. I think that when we talk about the intake, like what does everybody have to do? I mean, like we all have to eat. And I think that um, now whenever like a patient comes in, their story is always for me related to what they eat. So the first thing I do when I'm here at the office is I'm literally checking their food sensitivities. Now, whether it's through like, you know, a blood test or, but I do like kinesiology testing. However, it's like you usually can find a pattern um, you'll find that there will be foods that like definitely like fruit sugars or certain types of starches, certain types of solanines, certain types, you know, lectins. You'll find a pattern. But usually, too, I'll find that they genetically like their familiar lines going to make them have like a predisposition to have a weak organ with their digestion. So you'll you'll usually see that their parent, their grandparent, their grandmother oh, my grandmother had her gallbladder removed. I've literally had people, patients said like my grandmother had it. My mother had it. My aunt had it. Everybody had their gallbladder removed. And then I relate it. I go, okay, so was territory or you, something taken away from you emotionally? Oh, yeah, they had this, this, and this. But then you think, but that just set up the fertile ground for that food. Like that you know, that food that went in there is like, this is not a, an area where that food can actually be digested. So everybody has emotions. Everybody has trauma. And it's like, and it's in the digestive system, you know, like, especially here in the U.S. when we have so many pesticides. I mean, that for crying out loud, that and toxic metals. I mean, you know, they were, I was at, it, um, I went on a tour in Chicago um, and they were talking about how, um, not naming names, but they were talking about, like, well, I am, but they talked about Ford and all them, like the, how they were dumping petroleum into the, the, the river in Chicago. And I'm like, and all these people were getting cancer. And I'm like, we we are a society that has so many toxins in our groundwater and people are like where did i get this arsenic from i'm like for heaven's sake there's a factory down the road um anyway i didn't mean to take away from the conversation but that no. like to me is like the digestive system is because our bodies are trying to assimilate it doesn't make sense we're trying to assimilate all day and i think it's the beauty of what you're talking about bethany is like we are trying to take every ounce of nutrients and vitality out of what we eat and if you screw that up that that's that section of your life like you're not going to be doing pretty well so what you're doing is great so keep caring for it and i i let you have the mic again bethany yeah no no i i, I love it when you when you chime in dr molly um but i mean to um to courtney's question you know the the different foods that were very healing to me um first of all I, I do want to say that I was on a puree diet for about nine months. Oh, wow. And wow. Um, now I want to also clarify, this is not a liquid diet. 
um, but this is just pureed. So think like applesauce, yogurt texture, things like that, where I was pureeing my meat. I was making smoothies that were like a thick, soft serve consistency. And that's just what I had to do. And when you puree your food, it really gives your digestive system a break because breaking down the the food is very taxing on your body. And that actually takes a lot of energy. And for me, being so thin and frail, I had no energy to give out. And so any kind of help that I could give my body and take that extra energy and effort out, I, I was going to do. So mm -hmm. that was a huge part. And um, you know, I, I could obviously eat like avocado, like soft avocado, soft, sweet potato. Um, another thing that I had every single day was rice and yogurt. Mm. And, um, that is in your, Dr. Motley, you're smiling, but, um, I would love your take on that, but rice and yogurt, this was my doctor was, uh, is Middle Eastern. So mm -hmm. he comes from that background and it's a really good way to help the probiotics in the yogurt survive the gut. And it's also resistant starch because the rice, it was cooked and cooled. That, so, I mean, like, that's what I love. Keep going. This is what, that's what I'm like. This, that's no, a great so thing. Yeah. That yeah, no, that combination was, um, was really, really helpful because you got the resistant starch, you've got the probiotics and it was like, um, just a match made in heaven. So, and I actually think it's delicious. And, um, and so I would eat that every single day and it's like a rice pudding. I love it. And I still eat it to this day actually. But, um, so that was huge for me. And, really eliminating actually a lot of vegetables because my body just could not take any kind of greens or any kind of vegetables at all. And if I did eat vegetables, they were definitely cooked really well mm -hmm. and pureed. And so a bone broth, that was another huge, um, huge aspect. And I would have to make my own bone broth again in this whole quote diet plan of healing. I made everything from scratch my own bone broth, my own quote bread that was, you know, made from tahini and just different things like that. Because if it came out of a box package can, uh, I, I was not eating it because everything needed to be as fresh as possible during this time. Because as you just mentioned, Dr. Motley, every ounce that you take in matters. And, and when you're in a dire state, you know, it's, um, everything matters every little thing yes yes yeah that's such a good point for it anybody is. that's listening that is like stressed out i think one of the simplest things you can do is exactly what you just talked about it's just making your digestion easier by taking out a lot of raw foods salads things that are actually hard for your body but it's a lot of energy and you have to produce a ton of enzymes to break down raw foods I mean, especially like crucifers and things like that like if you start noticing you're just super bloated and you're just and you're uncomfortable especially you know i always find too that it's worse towards the end of the day it's like you've been running all day your yeah, and your gut just is more depleted like you're just not producing enough stomach acid maybe you've got you don't have enough enzymes and so that and then most people just like they eat their last meal of the day and then they just sit down and they don't do anything mm -hmm. so they're not moving so then everything just sits and then it ferments and it's like you know it's just like one giant pool of bubbling you know acid and food and it just it's awful it's so uncomfortable i love it she's like it's a bubbling it's a pool like every it's like the a cauldron. cauldron of, you know, I don't know. But I mean, that's a terrible visual. I don't know why I felt like I needed to get so descriptive. It's a good but, one, yeah. But that's what happens. And and then it's like, you know, we're stressing our gut so much. And then it's like, mm. we just want to lay down and go to bed. So that's a really good tactical way to support your body. Because if you are, if you're running on 10 right now, and you just feel like, and then maybe you're just like, I'm so stressed, I don't even want to eat anything because I don't feel like I'm going to digest it well. Like, stick with things that are really soft and nourishing, like the just doing white rice. You actually posted about it recently, that rice, like the, I was like, oh, I love that. But it's, I mean, it's so, it's nourishing, gives your body glucose, which is the preferred source of energy. So, you know, and maybe your blood sugar is a little dysregulated too, so you can do some proteins, but you can do something that, you know, agrees with you. I do that all the time. I do, you know, mm. rice, sweet potatoes, just like cooked, soft, malleable foods that have 
the basic nutrients I need. I need protein, I need carbohydrates, and you add in a little bit of fats and stuff. But I mean, it makes all the difference. Oh, yeah. Hey, listeners, this episode of the Ancient Health Podcast is brought to you by Manukora Honey. Manukora makes Manuka Honey, a single origin honey from New Zealand, and you can use it like any other honey. But what makes it so unique and powerful is it has three times more antioxidants and prebiotics, which, of course, is incredible for your gut. Plus, it contains an antibacterial compound called MGO found exclusively and only in Manuka honey. These nutrients support your optimal immune system function and digestive health. Also, it's delicious. Manukora sent me their MGO 850 plus honey, their bestseller, and I loved it. I use it on bread. I use it on tea. I use it on everything, and the benefits are incredible. It's a creamy caramel texture that melts in your mouth. If you want some for yourself, head on over to manukora.com forward slash axe to get $25 off their starter kit, which comes with the MGO 850 plus Manuka honey, a free travel pack of honey sticks, a free wooden spoon, and a free guidebook. So indulge and try some honey with superpowers from Manukora honey. That's manukora.com slash axe today to get your big discount and take your digestive and immune health to the next level. Yeah. yeah. Well, and during this time too, is when I discovered, um, new zest protein powder and I wasn't mm. really big into protein powders, but I, I discovered this company and I, that was one of the things that I was actually able to eat. And you could, you've probably seen this, uh, multiple times on my Instagram, but I make like that little protein fluff where I don't add tons of water. So it makes it more of like a pudding, uh, pudding consistency. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I started incorporating that and I, that was one of the things that I could digest and it was extra protein and it's a complete protein. Um, and that's kind of how I actually got hooked up with new zest. And that's why they have a, a special place in my heart. And now everyone knows I do have my own protein powder line, which is the digestive line. So it doesn't have any of the fake sweeteners. There's no natural flavors in it, which, uh, the, the regular new zest line does have. And so it's a lot, um, I would say, more digestible and mm-hmm. gut friendly than anything with fake sweeteners. Um, and it's just, it's really, for anyone with digestive issues and that that's had to clear their diet, when you start incorporating the foods that maybe you used to eat, you mm-hmm. actually don't want to eat them anymore. And they either taste extra sweet or they taste more chemically processed. And you're like, I can't even believe I, I used to eat this now. Mm-hmm. And it's it's crazy that, you know, it may take people time. But when I eliminated stevia from my diet, for example, um, I noticed a huge difference. My headaches went away. And then when I incorporated stevia, or I shouldn't say incorporate, when I tried stevia again, I I got an immediate headache. I was like, oh my goodness, I can't even. Um, And I'm sure you can relate too. It's just like your whole taste buds just change completely. Mm, I think that when, I love the way that you both were talking about how the body works, like you can get that sensitive um, and you can feel the effects of something that you eat right right when it you taste it and i think that many people out there that will hear it i i see patients that will come in and have you seen that i know you both have seen this where one spouse or one partner goes oh it's, it's all in your head and you know you're just thinking this and it's just coming up and i'm like no if you smell something and it can remind you of a memory of the food you're about to eat it's initiating your digestive system so when you first taste that small bit you know like whatever stevia and you get a headache, you better believe it's going to give you a headache. Like, and I think that we're in this culture now that there's a there's that side that says, oh, you know, you're just overthinking. And then there's the people that are hurting that say, no, this is literally what I live every single day. And I have to find a clean pro- pea protein. My, my dad told me the other day he was using a certain form of collagen. He goes, bud, he goes, my, my buddy, my body's getting heartburn every time I drink it. So I did some testing on him. I said, that one's not that it's bad. It's just not the one for you. Send him over to another one. He's like, I can assimilate that. And to me, it's like, it is a matter of how we, like you just said, like how we process, like if something's cold 
and we have to heat it up double time in our digestive system, like you're saying. And we already have parasites. We already have yeast. We already have mold. And it's downplaying our body. And we have to heat the food up. Like you said, I love rice. I'll say this. When you guys tell me that, it reminds me when I was a kid. You know what we do in Korean culture? We eat rice and water. And people used to think it was gross. But what you do is you wash the rice, right? You make sure you get a rice without pesticides. You rinse it and you soak it for a long time. And it makes the best. I can make a nice bowl of rice. I'm going to tell you that right now. I can make really good rice. Um, but, but when you soak it, we'd make it and we'd make porridge out of it. Because we have oatmeal here in the states, but in the in Korean culture you have rice, and so um, that's what I used to get given be given too when you had a bad stomach was eat porridge and rice. And I think now in our culture today, it's knowing what could be heated up, like you were saying, and what could be actually very assimilated very easily. Because you know in Chinese medicine they say steam it. You don't want to use a lot of excess energy in your body, and that will drain a lot of the blood flow if you're eating really cold foods and i think that that's why i love about like taking foods that's already been processed in some fashion like with your cookbooks and telling people to have some ease on their body so whenever i um whenever people come with digestive issues they're always like well should i eat this this and this i'm like you may want to go into more of a smoothie type diet so that's a really good avenue so my question the next question is and hopefully i'm going along with um this movement um, within the conversation, when you know that a per person, like when you're writing, like you're, you're saying, I'm going to use smoothies. Was there a time that now you're like, my body's getting stronger. I'm feeling better. I can eat more solid foods. And it went down that route. Like, what was that? You know, when you say, oh, my body's getting stronger. When did you know, like you could start getting more solid foods? And what were some of the foods you, you encourage your, your listeners to, to eat? Yeah, Dr. Motley, that's a great question. So with my holistic doctor, uh, I, he is still a family friend. So I would, I want to tell people, I would see him every single week, like once a week for years. And so he was the one that was like, he would, you know, uh, touch my stomach, do stomach uh, massages and really just kind of feel me out. And he's like, okay, now I think it's time for you to introduce some more solid foods. Now I think it's time for you to take the next step. So I really leaned on him for a while um, before I could really make those those decisions myself because I myself was actually scared. I mean, there was a time where I didn't want to eat solid foods. I was like, I'm doing good. I'm feeling good. I just, I'll eat a smoothie or soup for the rest of my life. You know, like I'm fine. Um, so it was hard for me. And I'm, I'm sure a lot of listeners can relate that they have those quote safe foods and they don't want to, to branch out because they don't want to feel like crap again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So to, to your question is, you know, I really relied on my holistic doctor to kind of give me that extra step and say, okay, let's start trying this. And it wasn't like from zero to a hundred where mm. all of a sudden I'm just not eating pureed food. It would be like one thing was not, wasn't pureed or one meal wasn't pureed and then everything else was still mashed. Right. Mm. So, um, yeah, I would say, man, this was just like so long ago. Maybe it was, maybe it was like ground beef. Maybe it wasn't pureed, oh, yeah. but it was more ground, something like that. That's what I'm wondering because when you start eating it, cause I know some people when they start to eat, they're like, wait, wait, I'm going to wait. I'm going to eat a little bit of, you know, and just wait to see if my body responds to it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm thinking, um, softer fruits, you know, and things that you could still chew, but it wasn't, um, still very coarse. Um, I really eliminated a lot of skins from things like potato skins, apple skins, things like that. Um, and, and then just slowly as I got more confident in myself, I was like, okay, I think, I think I can do this. <laughs> good deal yeah that's so cool did you feel like did you have to work on any emotional stuff like did you because I imagine this is like you're going through personal changes your body like is obviously you know you're in you're healing but still facing challenges like daily like you're having to think more about your food every single meal involves a lot of preparation and so you're just a lot more aware. But with that, I think comes, like you said, some of the fear and like just some other things that have kind of gotten wrapped up. Have you done or still do like have a practice of any type of therapy or anything that's like helped you reestablish a healthy relationship with food? Mm, yeah, it's a great question, Courtney. 
Um, yeah, well, I do still practice it till this day because I, like right before we even started recording, I was telling you like I I got like sick from eating out at this restaurant um, that my husband was so gracious to take me. Um, but it and it you really have to kind of get over that that fear and that emotional thing. And thankfully now, like what did I get sick on? Um, I think we I ordered some salmon. And I just got sick from it. And prior, I would have been like, oh, nope, never eating salmon again in my, a day in my life. Because you have that emotional attachment to, like, that bad experience. Mm. Um, but now I'm just like, no, I've had salmon before. It's fine. It was just this one time. Uh, maybe I'll wait a little bit until I have salmon. But, you know, it's not going to be forever. Um but working through that whole emotional thing back then was definitely a huge part. And I would say that um, if I didn't have God in my life, let me tell you, I probably would not have have, the, have had the success that I did uh, mm. from both, I think, emotionally and physically. I think God was, I mean, he definitely had his hand on me and uh, preserved me and preserved my life because there was... Um, there was a time where, I mean, I found out later on after I had, had healed that my dad was actually preparing like my funeral, like, uh, like, like emotionally mm. preparing himself for, for him to bury his daughter. And he told me this like, you know, years later, but, um, I mean, to be, to like prepare yourself to bury your daughter, like he thought like, this is it was yeah. really, really like hard for me to hear because yeah. how do you deal with that? And um, my parents are really, really huge supporters. They saw every in and out. And a lot of people didn't believe me. A lot of people thought I had an eating disorder. A lot of people thought, oh, she's just not eating. This is, you know, um, but my parents were obviously there to see it all happen. And they knew what was truly going on. Mm -hmm. So, um, I would say that I had a very small support, but it was a really strong support emotionally, mm -hmm. which were my mother and my my father. And I had a lot of friends um, actually uh, lose contact with me during that time because they thought that I was um, going down like a really like bad eating disorder or um, they thought that I just didn't want to contact them, which for me... I just didn't have the energy to contact people. Um, but I did have a few friends that stuck around, you know, and that's what you want. You want a good core group of people that are there to support you and there to encourage you. And you need people that believe in you because mm -hmm. if you don't have people that believe in you, then you feel like you almost, you almost question yourself. Like, is this really happening is this true or am i like the crazy person person here so um i feel like i went off on a tangent here but did no. i answer that question for the emotional aspect yeah no, totally 100 percent. i just love that you said that too because that and even the part just about having one person like even if you just have one person you know it's like sometimes when you walk through some really dark stuff like it may only be one, maybe two people that are really in the trenches with you. Um, but at that time, like, that's okay. Like, I really feel like that's a, that is a layer of protection because I feel like almost sometimes when it's that hard, it's like the last thing you really need, even though you feel like there is some comfort in having a whole team of people surrounding you and family and friends and all this stuff, it's like, you're so vulnerable that you really just, there's just not a lot of emotional bandwidth for you to be able to carry that with somebody and maintain that level of vulnerability. Otherwise the guard goes up and it's, and you're, you're really only exposing so much and that just ends up hurting you in the long run. And so I think that what's, what is so cool about you, cause I've been following you for a long time and I just knew this like right off the bat, like you're helping people all the time and showing cool recipes. And like, I got hooked on all that stuff, like right out of the gate. I was like, this is my girl. Cause I love this food. <laughs> I love these recipes. But that being said, 
there is a level of transparency with you. And so I think that people connect with that. There's a relatability, whether they're they're relating to something that's very similar to what you experience or it's something entirely different. There's this humanity in this you know, struggle. We all have struggles and we all find ourselves somewhere on that spectrum of pain. And I think that it's really cool that you're just always so willing to talk about now, you know, the experience you've had and giving people hope, you know, for a better future because you've been there and you've seen that. That's a testimony of your life. And and it is really cool that you keep providing solutions, whether it's just to help you get through some of the physical symptoms, but also bringing, you know, around some of that um, the emotional part, because that is still yeah. that, you know, mm-hmm. that's a very real struggle. And I think that it lingers a lot. You know, I think we we have a hard time. Would you say that you still fight some of the tendencies to maybe question? Am I really OK? Am I do I really am I going to you know, is am I one bad decision away from my health starting to fall apart. I mean, there's always self-doubt, I think, but do you feel like there's still things that you're like, you know, if I don't work at this, sometimes these thoughts can run wild. And sometimes, you know, it does, it it can manifest in me not feeling well. Mm. Oh, definitely. I mean, I feel like that I'm always trying to, to work at, uh, on being better. And I, I definitely don't have it all together. And, you know, that's why I do still have to be careful in, in things that I eat too, because I know what sets me off and having such a clean diet for so long uh, has really made me, I would say, overly sensitive to um, the quote, typical food that people eat today. And mm. so I have to really question and be like, okay, uh, no, I, I still have to follow a certain plan or a certain diet uh, or protocol. And um, thankfully, as you get older, as anyone does in their health journey, you know what works for you, you know what doesn't, and you kind of stick to those those things and those protocols. But I think, too, going back to the whole emotional aspect is you really have to make sure that you're in a state where you can eat in a calm space Mm -hmm. because i've had experiences where i've had the same food but the emotional aspect was different on both um both times i ate those foods Mm -hmm. and i was bloated i was cramping didn't digest well and then the time when I was more in a calm state, I was like, I, I had I had had no issues. And so I think that's one thing to just point out is sometimes the fear of eating a certain food um, can actually be more detrimental than just eating the food. <laughs> I, I think that when you can analyze when you're in that state, when you are eating food and you know that you're in a state where you're, you're thinking I'm emotionally fatigued right now. And, um, me, the, the idea or the thought of eating this form of food, like, cause there's some individuals when I tell them like, oh, you can start to try a clean source, like a really clean non-GMO source of corn. And they're like, what? You're telling me I can do that. And literally the emotions are on their face. They're like, I can't go back. I won't go back. And there's some form of self shame and self guilt. Because some people work so hard like you, they're like, I'm going to work my hardest to get to a point where I'm not sick. And if something goes wrong, emotionally, a person who's worked hard will start to go, what did I do wrong? Uh, If I do this, I'm doing something wrong. And if I get sick again, it's my fault. And I'm like, it's not your fault. It's just a matter of like, like you said, there's some weaknesses there and there's some imbalances. And I think that the beautiful thing is that whenever you start to see, like when you talk about eating one food and you're in an emotional state, I always try to get nerded out. I'll go, okay, so you got indigestion when you ate this, right? And they're like, yeah. So when I check their pulse points, I try to act all fancy and I'm like, oh, you got some stomach issues. What's going on? And they're like, okay. So I'm like, did you have self-worth issues the other day? And they're like, oh yeah, I had a big fight with such and such. And my value went completely down the tank. And I said, well, that probably puts you in a fight or flight in your stomach. So when you ate the food, maybe you didn't digest it that well. I've had other people that said somebody was trying to impose their will on me and try to get something on me. I'm like, did you, it's your gallbladder. Did you have any kind of bloating in the evening? They're like, yes, I did. So there's so many multifactorial 
issues, but the issue is like not to be overwhelmed with it. It's just like, it just shows you like emotionally, like we're healing and food's healing. And it's like a, it's a two-way street in my opinion. I'm like, man, God allows food to heal you, but it also, he also gives it to you to show you where your emotions are at. I seriously believe that. Like if you're eating food and you're like, oh, this part of my stomach bloats out to here. I look like I'm three months pregnant when I eat this food. And I'm like, your spleen's off. And there's a worth issue there, you know, like that's a that's a cool thing to me. I don't want anybody to bloat, but um, I think that the the uh, the mechanism of emotions and food, I mean, that's probably like some of the like 90 percent of my my practice basically is seeing that. So are you going to ever write a book about emotions and food like that would be really great? That would be great, honestly. I mean, I feel Please like the one. Just- like write a part that has like the emotions with the with the with the Chinese medicine thing with it and I'll sit. <laughs> I mean, like I think that the one book that I wrote, um, digest this, that took like two years, um, and it. I think for now, I'm I'm good with that. I, there's so mm-hmm. many other factors. Um, I think Dr. Will Cole he wrote one called Gut Feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was pretty good. And so that has like the whole emotional aspect of it. Um, and I really liked that. But yeah, as for me, no books um, in the near future, just working on the the protein powder and then um, just a few other exciting things in the lineup. But um, mm. but yeah, I mean, I'm just, I don't know. I, I'm at a point in my life where uh, I'm still trying to take care of myself. And I'm very conscious of that, as I'm sure you guys are, too, that you guys help so many different people. And then you almost feel like your own cup is empty. Mm. And uh, right now I'm at a point in my life where, you know, I I need to make sure my cup is at least half full. (laughs) Just half. Half. I just need it to be half. Just long as it's half. I think whenever we start to look at the the world like half empty, I'm like, there's something that going on inside of you, especially like if you're a caregiver and such, you know, like that's that's a big thing, like um, to lead by example. So, yeah, me and yeah. Courtney talk about that a lot. So, too. Yeah, we do talk about that a lot. Yeah. Well, and, it's true. I mean, honestly, if anyone's listening and I feel horrible, but if they've sent me like a message on Instagram or if I've never gotten back to their comment or DM, I mean, I'll, I will check things, but honestly, I've had to really put some boundaries because, um, you know, you get mean messages and I've had to just be like, I'm not even going to look at messages. Even if this person is legit and so sweet and trying to reach me, I just, I can't risk opening up a message and telling me, you know, go to hell or something, which is crazy. <laughs> Which people would probably be surprised to think that like that happens, but it does like, and that's what is so, I mean, we've talked, all three of us have talked about this, but it's just like, you know, you're just trying to help. It's like, literally, I'm just like, I'm literally just trying to help you out. Like, I'm not trying to do something, you know, covert and trying to make you upset. But I, 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 I I mean, when we talk about fight or flight, like um, me and Courtney were talking about the other day, about like answering all the DMs. And it, I know each other of our hearts is like, man, I'd answer every single one of them and try to give them every single layer of help as I could. But then it does become a back and forth. And then it wears your adrenals out. And then you get your mindsets just plugged into, I got to help somebody. I got to help somebody. I got to help somebody. And like, then we get away from like, you know, far be it from us to go help ourselves. No blame to the other person. It's just like, you're right. It's like you, if you're fatigued, Bethany, like you can tell like, Whenever you're like, you can hear it in your voice. You're just like, I love what I do. But we got to put the boundaries up. And I think it's a great lesson for people out there that they're learning, you know, because they're going through it too. They need to have boundaries as well. So keep resting, Bethany. Just keep resting. Okay. You're a wood element like me. You're just going to keep on running the whole time. Well, that's what I love about these podcasts is that, you know, you can really reach the masses and and what your guys are doing too, is that you can put so much information out there to just help people where they can listen to it over and over again. And um, it's a great way to reach people and a good alternative for for those looking for some sort of uh, some help. Yeah. Yeah. So good. I just love you. You're just the greatest. I just think you're, I really do. I'm like, I'm, I'm such a fan. I just think that you're awesome. You're changing, you know, it's, it really is something. I think that like God just allows you to walk through some things because your story needs to be shared. And so that's what we're doing here. And I hope that 
you know, if you're listening that you feel encouraged because all three of us have, if, if we're not currently facing something, we've probably faced something very recently, whether it's emotional, physical, spiritual, whatever it is. And so Mm -hmm. we're all learning and trying to bring awareness to the areas that maybe, maybe it is a hurdle. Maybe it is something that's been a proclivity of ours to, you know, fall into a certain pattern and habit and without some awareness and some effort towards, you know, bringing ourselves out of that, like we may be living with an undesirable outcome, whether it's a physical symptom or maybe it's just a mental state. So we're all actively trying to do it. We don't have it all figured out, but we're here sharing with you. And we're just glad that you're a part of our community. But Bethany, we just love you so much. And I would love for you to, you know, just because you're obviously social media and everything, and you've got your podcast and you, you always have great guests and great conversations too. And so she has a podcast called digest this. That's incredible. But anything else you want to leave our listeners with today, you know, just, it could be a word of encouragement. It could be something that you're excited about for this season or, um, or something that's in the pipeline that maybe is coming up that, you know, you're just excited to share with people. Well, um, You know, if I were to give a a word of encouragement for all of your listeners, I would say that, um, you know, if you're going through a struggle right now, maybe it's a relationship struggle, maybe it's a health struggle, just know that um, it's a season in your life. And perhaps the reason you're going through this is for the greater good. And perhaps why you're going through this is to help others and maybe you're going to get a career out of this. I never, ever thought that uh, my my illness and almost dying would put me in the position that I am today. And I'm so grateful for that. But that never would have happened if I was so deathly ill. And so if you're going through something really hard right now, maybe it's for an amazing thing later on in your life and you just have to push through. And so it's to keep going and and push through and and also just you know we're we're never I feel like we're never going to quote arrive because as we age as we get older we're, other new things are going to come up and pop up and uh you know I'm eventually going to go through menopause I'm 34 right now like I know there's going to be like all <laughs> these different things and we're all getting older and things are our bodies are constantly changing um so just to realize that and kind of just accept that. I think it makes it a lot easier to go through Mm it. Um, And, you know, as far as like exciting things coming up in the pipeline, uh, Bethany's Pantry, it's my uh, own line of supplements. I have my protein powder. I have digestive enzymes. I have a protein bake. uh, I have my L-glutamine powder for all towards, uh, geared towards digestive health. So Mm -hmm. for Bethany's Pantry, we have um, some new products coming out very soon that I've been working on. So stay tuned for that. I'm really, really excited. And Uh, I know it's helped thousands of people and I can't wait for all these new products to continue to uh, booster people's health and, uh, you know, and just share all the good in the world. Mm, We love you. We think you're great. And for everybody out there, check your page out. Seriously. Um, Look at it as something that would heal you, not only just your gut, but how you can approach life without living in fear. So from all of us, though, here, I know that uh, Courtney and I will just keep on loving you. And want you to come back on here all the time. Um, I'm trying to get better on the outros too. So I know that you can go to Little Sipper on Instagram. That's where we find you, right? You're a Little yes. Sipper. Do you have that on Facebook? Do you have that? Like, where's your Instagram pages or any social media where they can find you? Yeah. So I'm pretty present on just mostly like Instagram and it's L I L S I P P E R. And I have my website, lilsipper.com. I have my Lil podcast, Sipper. Digest This. Yeah. So, you Love know, it. you can find me there and uh, come say hi. Oh, yeah. And your cookbook is so good. And your recipes I share, or I share and I save. Like, I'm like, bookmark, bookmark, <laughs> coming back. I'm going back to that one. They're oh, yeah. so simple. So if you're like, I have five minutes, I think that's like the beauty of it. I was like, yes, this is protein in it. And it's delicious. And I, it's going to take me five minutes because that's all I have. So I just love the practical, you know, handle of being able to apply this stuff in your kitchen in real time when life is a little crazy. So appreciate that. Very much so. So 
everybody, check us out. If you guys like this this episode, just remember, hit like. Give us a comment. If you want to ask Bethany, go over to her page and check her out and uh, subscribe to our channel and subscribe to everything Bethany. And I guess until next time, we're going to have another time. So there's no goodbyes, right, Bethany? He's like, when you're part of the fam, part of the fam. Let's get going. Uh, you know? so. love, to, love to re rejoin, re regroup. We just have to come see you because you're in, aren't you in like Southern California or are you in? Yeah. So, you know, when, it's, when it's winter, well, I'm going to need to get out of the cold. So just, just make a trip. We'll just come hang out and eat good food. <laughs> oh yeah. SoCal. We've got a lot of places. <laughs> oh yeah. Yes. Fresh food, fresh food all the time. Love that. Well, thank you guys so much for listening, tuning in today. I hope you feel loved and seen and known. And I, hope that you have a blessed day blessed week and a holiday season i know this is probably coming out here soon we're right in the middle of all the holidays so um we will see you guys on the next episode thanks for joining us hey dr axe here i want to say thank you so much for listening today if you enjoyed this episode make sure to like and subscribe the show so you don't miss a thing also if you're in search of more natural health content you can follow us at Health Institute on Instagram or subscribe to our newsletter using the link in the show notes below. Hey, thanks a lot and have a blessed week.